Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Welcome to another episode of With Clarity on Purpose, and I am beyond excited today because I have a very special guest. As you can experience already if you're in video, her energy, she is fire. Fire. Yes, girl, I love the end, this entrance. So she's Anna B. Phelan. She's the co-founder and co-owner of Loveland Yoga. She's, of course, a yoga teacher also and the best Houston muralist. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. Yeah, I added that. I know you. I know you. I mean, she's so special in so many ways, and it's someone that I've been wanting to interview for a while now, I Aww. promise, Anavi. And I'm like, I did a couple of workshops in Loveland Yoga, and I'm like, okay, let me build more trust, more rapport until I'm ready to interview her because... Ooh. You're that special for me, oh. so I, I wanted you you're to know special. that. You're special to me, yeah. Oh That's my so god, sweet. I know. I just wanted. It was so important to interview you, and oh. I just wanted to be the right moment, oh. the right place. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. So thank yeah. you so much for being here. Yeah, today, no, thank Anna you, Maria. thank you for having me, and I think you're equally as awesome and special, and your <laughs> light shines so damn bright. I love it. You know what I mean? But it really does. And it's just, it's inspiration just to follow you on Instagram. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And honestly, Anavi, I also reached out to you because you have a very inspiring story when it comes to your career slash business. Yeah. And a lot of the people that I bring into the podcast are people that have reinvented what career means to them in very unconventional ways. Yes. Just like I did, like you have done. Yeah. And it wasn't until I read the bio in your website, in Loveland Yoga, that I was like, what? what? And Abby was this and that, and this is her background. And it was just so inspiring, even the way that you were communicating everything. It was so vulnerable, genuine, inspiring, and just so you, so, yeah. so natural and genuine. Well, I try. <laughs> Girl, you try really well. You're amazing. It's hard to put a mask on every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, it is know? hard. Too much um, work. So I was, we were just like, let's just be honest and open and let's just write what really happens. And I love it. It's a fun story. And honestly, because we retell it so often. Yeah, of I, course. I think that the story gets... Diluted. Diluted. It happens to me. Yeah, too. yeah, and a little changed here and there. Like, did that really happen? I don't know. <laughs> I, that feels, I mean, I feel the same when I tell my story. It's like I tell it like it was me yesterday drinking coffee. Yeah. You know, because I've said it so many times. Yeah. Well, I haven't said it that many times. <laughs> um, well, this is your chance. Now it is the time. I am from Houston, Texas. I am from immigrant parents, much like you yourself. Vietnamese? Um, yes. Both okay, of my parents are Vietnamese. They came over here after the Vietnam War. I was born in Houston. My brother, I have an older brother. He was born in California, and they moved to Houston for better opportunities and, and things like that. It's an interesting story because when you grow up a little differently than everybody else, but you speak English, people still treat you a little differently, you know? Yeah, it's like you don't belong. <laughs> yeah. You don't belong anywhere and in Houston, a way, yeah. Yeah, and Houston is so great for its diversity and... You get off the airport, like airplane at the airport, you see every different race, every ethnicity. You travel anywhere outside of Houston, it kind of doesn't look that way. Yeah, and the (laughs) restaurants, the food for Cody and I is so important. And here you have everything. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's just kind of beautiful and and a little mixed because Mm -hmm. there are some areas where it is not as diverse. We first grew up kind of in the the hood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I love the description of your bow. We had a humble beginning, beginning. aka poor. <laughs> yeah, I, that was so unhappy. We grew up poor. We grew up pretty poor. And um, my dad owned, at the time, some con chain of convenience stores when we first moved here to Houston. And my mom just opened some nail salon, one nail salon. And things progressed. The convenience store was actually out in Galveston. So my parents would drive from Houston all the way out to Galveston to take care of the store and whatnot. And there was an incident that happened at the store. I think somebody had burnt it down. They were like, I'm done. I'm wow. done with this convenience yeah. store. But ever since as a child, seeing my parents as entrepreneurs, like starting their own That's business, powerful. Yeah. it was really inspiring because my mom would like go to, to the store, to her nail salon, do her work. My dad would do, he would work at the grocery convenience store. It was called ABC. It's still there. If you guys want to go check it out. <laughs> In Galveston. <laughs> I love it. It's still a convenience store. The building still exists. So if you want to check it out, it's still there. And he sold the convenience store as is. And then we, my dad started to move into more of a corporate job. He worked for Schlumberger, applied as yeah. an engineer. He didn't have USA scholarship or anything. Not scholarship. Degree. So they just let him work at that time. They just let him That's work up. crazy, really? Like, yeah. you don't see that often You don't see nowadays. that anymore. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like you, you got to be... Well, that's awesome because, masters. you know, if he had the skills, he had the... That's what, I mean, overall we care about. Yeah, and you, like, former ideally. engineer, almost same thing, right? Like, you couldn't yeah. even get in without having the degree, right? Like, yeah. you have to have the degree now. There's no way you could have worked yourself up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no way. Not at least in the companies that I worked on. I mean, but thankfully, I had my degree in the U.S., so that was, like, a lot. A little helpful, yeah. Yeah, a little helpful, only, only. But I love the part that you mentioned about belonging and you speaking English. I can identify with that so much because, I mean, I grew up speaking Spanish, and even mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico, where I lived for 12 years, that's, Spanglish, really. It's a combination. Yeah. You, you don't know how to speak Spanish very well or English very well. Like, you are at a disadvantage in yeah, both that's ways. that's me, exactly. My Vietnamese kind of sucks. My English isn't that great either. Exactly. It's, they both kind of suffer, but at least I can speak both-ish. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. And it's so interesting because now even my Instagram and everything, I speak mostly in English, but of course I speak Spanish to my friends, my mom. And sometimes I do get this feeling of like, where do I belong? Do I yeah. belong with the English speaking people? Do I belong with the Latins? I, I mean, it's mm -hmm. just this like identity of like, am I everywhere? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm meant to be everywhere, part of everything. Yeah. Do I value my Latin culture, my Latin yeah. culture? Do I just eat Latin food? Do I yeah. share my yeah, Latin yeah, background yeah. with my husband who's a different race? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to eat Asian food all the time, and Bobby may not want that, you know? Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a really weird, do I celebrate Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an identity shift of, like, what identity do I embrace at what times? Interesting, right? It yeah. really caters to who I'm with, right? Yeah. So if I'm with my parents, I'm like, okay, I guess we're just eating Asian today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're just eating Vietnamese food today. Or if I'm with, like, my in-laws who are Caucasian, I'll be like, okay, we're going to eat Caucasian food. <laughs> it is. And sometimes I feel like I lose a sense of who I am because I'm too morphed into catering yeah. or people pleasing a little bit to like yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever I'm hanging out You're with. like a chameleon. That's how I call it, right? Yeah. Like you adapt wherever you are, but then like, who are you at the end of the day? Exactly. If you are a compilation of all the adaptations to everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And it is a lifelong journey. And I think at some point, every single person struggles with that. Yeah. Right. Figuring out who they are. Who yeah. you are. I'm also done with a book called The Way of Integrity. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful book. I think you would identify with it. Yeah. It's uh, by Martha Beck. And it's all about really figuring out yourself and going in line to what feels right for you. Yeah. Because it's funny, like she was saying how in a five to ten minutes conversation, people lie several times. Like, hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I love your shoes. Like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. But every time I tell that, they kind of laugh because we all know at some point we have 
lie to police others yeah, you know, in some absolutely. way. Yeah. So it's about finding that courage to go back in integrity with yourself. Are you telling yeah. me you lied about how cute I look today? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you are so funny. No, but it's true. It's but true. It's true right? I, I see what yeah. you mean. I, yeah. These white small lies just yes. to people. That please. become a habit. And I mean, it's lying still, right? It's like it takes you away from who you are, from your integrity. Yeah, but how are you supposed to really answer? Be Impolite. Hey, how are you? I'm still integrating from Vipassana. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Rarely people really ask deeper questions to understand what you say. Yeah, that's because true. Because people are just like, oh, how are you? Okay, check. Let's yeah. move to, the, to yeah. what we need to do. Well, me, I'm like, what, what breakthroughs <laughs> did you have in your Vipassana? <laughs> I know, she what went straight you, into the deeper stuff, is, which I know. What did you cry about? <laughs> Was it hard? What are your mental thoughts? I want to know everything that happened. <laughs> the episode is going next week, okay. so I cannot yeah. wait. But okay, so... I mean, you were raised by your parents here in Houston, Texas. What oh, yes. happened career-wise? Career-wise. So after I went to school, my parents helped me go through school. I first went to UT. We, I have a marketing degree from UT. Don't really utilize it very much anymore. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, all the Loveline yoga marketing is so good. No. Maybe subconsciously you so utilize it. <laughs> No, I don't remember anything from college. Like, real talk, I don't remember anything from college. Except how to, like, party. I don't know. How to party. No, do you I, party a lot No, now? I'm not even, I don't even drink. You don't even do that. Okay, great. <laughs> no, maybe it's social skills is what I learned in college. Yeah. Maybe that was the thing. I studied, I tried. That. I tried. I really was lost in college. You kind of was directed in one point yeah. at such a young age. And yeah, you were like, figure your life out yeah. for the rest of your life. Pick one Pick one major, stick with it. And yeah, that's what happened to me, though. And good luck. Know? Yeah, you know I'm, I'm like, figured out, yeah. Follow the recipe, but then you get there and you never realize that you never learned about yourself. Exactly. What you like, what you... What I really like. What brings you joy, yeah. Exactly. So, so it, was, it was unfulfilling, yeah. to be honest, but it was a journey I had to take. Yeah. And then we, I came back home, still not very sure of what path to take. And my parents and my family were like, you should move into something more secure right because I've always wanted to be an artist I've always wanted to create since when do you know that since a child as a like, kid I yes a kid. that's it as a kid I'd be like I want to be an artist I want to do art I want to create I want to I don't know make beauty like add color to people's lives I want to be intentionally different but that doesn't pay the bills right your Asian parents who immigrated here after a post-war didn't move for your ass to be a <laughs> yeah. a starving artist, which is a term I, I truly hate because it's you can make money. You can make money. You can make money doing art. You can. You just have to find a way, a sincere way that you can still create totally. create in any way, maybe podcasting, maybe public speaking, yeah. whatever. It's a form of creation. You're making art to pay the bills. And so my parents were encouraging to, you need to take a, a safety net job. You need a job in like the medical field. And so they were like, you like dentistry and art and stuff. So why don't you go the pre-dent route? So I took all the science classes. Biology. You graduated whole, from biology and chemistry. The whole thing. I read. Oh my God. It was so, it was very And torturous. I cannot imagine from marketing, which is more on the creative side, to chemistry and biology, which is. I like is, science, but I don't yeah. love it. I don't, I don't love science. I like science. Um, so yeah, you take your orgos, orgo one, two, I didn't do three. <laughs> your genetics, your everything, your biochem. And I was just like, man, this is this is terrible. Like, this is horrible. Yeah. Um, then I started working in the field. and the, in, the you, dental, in the dental field. Dental assistant. I started but, off as a yeah. dental assistant. And then I slowly did, like, managerial stuff. And I did billing. And I was kind of the jack-of-all-trades towards the end of my career because I was able to literally do everything except for the actual dentistry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then I was approached while I was working at another uh, place to open another for a freestanding surgery center where we do surgeries for dentistry under general anesthesia. And I became part owner and it just wasn't just, the, it wasn't the right fit for me. It didn't feel right from yes. the beginning and I, I should have listened to my gut. Yes, girl, that's the biggest lesson that every person I interview and even myself, just listen to your gut. And I love that you started as a child because I truly believe this to discover that purpose, what fires you up, you you need to really look at your childhood because yeah. you already know. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. Like, yeah. Look at yourself as a kid. What did you like as a kid? I liked riding my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, well, like physical exercise. Yeah. 
And I liked, man, whenever we hung out with my dad, we would always do physical activities, whatever it was, play kickball, ride our bikes, whatever it was, we were always physically doing something. And I played tennis. We played tennis a lot as a kid. And I really liked doing physical activity, but it wasn't acknowledged by my parents that that was something also because I own a yoga studio. Yeah. (laughs) That was something that was valued. Like physical athleticism wasn't really cared about. Yeah. It was kind of just like the maintenance of keeping your body healthy or healthy yeah, enough yeah, yeah. to just to like live it wasn't like oh okay maybe you do ha- you could yeah explore more of that and see what you can do and bring money that way exactly exactly yeah. figure out a way to make money i mean i'm not balling out of control rolling around in like yachts and stuff but i'm a lot happier than i was making good money i love it i mean same yeah. here yeah same here same Reading here time yeah, the Times Time Next Square. Advisor, yeah. Times Square Twice. in New York. <laughs> the New York Times article the Times. about you. The Times. <laughs> the Times article. The Times article. <laughs> it's very inspiring because I feel like we have very similar paths. We like, do, we like do, we led, yeah. We just picked a really safe, secure, high-paying, we got, yeah. got swayed, girl. Yes, <laughs> girl. I mean, honestly, I think since a kid, one of my biggest visions was my mom left everything she had in Cuba to bring me to a country where I could have freedom. I want to be able same. to give back, right? Same. I, I want to support my, parents, my family. Same. Like, I want to be, back, be able to give back. So even as a child, we deprioritize ourselves to be able to provide that for our parents, and we never got to spend time getting to know ourselves exactly which is what happened after we went through all of that experiment and we realized we made a bunch of money (laughs) (laughs) we made a bunch of money and we said okay the checklist wasn't mine the success checklist was someone else's we were programmed to believe this way exactly and now we did program ourselves we all learn everything because it's an unlearning process and we tap into that inner i'm still yeah. deprogramming a little yeah, bit yeah same here i'm I mean, still like okay. we're in the same platform uh, do i buy a new car no i don't need a new car do I, uh, yeah those success monetary values that yeah, our totally. family have already placed upon us the type of car we drive, the house we live in, how yeah. many kids you have. Like, all of those affect every decision I make. So I'm very I'm very teeter-totter in every decision, well, big life decisions that I make. Because I always subconsciously think about how will my parents yeah, judge, of course. judge me for what next decision yeah. I make. It's what? a habit yeah. of going back to the same place, the same place, right? Mm-hmm. And you breaking the pattern, breaking the pattern. I'm building a new habit. Yeah, so I'm trying to deregulate that. But like, okay, it's my life. <laughs> I don't want them to value me because of how many kids I can pump out of me or how many, you know, totally how, how big my house is yeah, or no, how fancy that. my car is or, yeah, it doesn't or what purse I carry on my arm. <laughs> like, I get that that's sometimes a symbol of, like, I've made it. And like, I'm comfortable. I Look at me like I've, I'm comfortable enough so that my family can can feed ourselves and things like that, but I don't personally. And, and if that's your that's your yeah, go-to, we respect everyone's model. You, you buy world. your damn yeah. purse, girl. You buy, <laughs> <laughs> you buy that Mercedes Benz. You had your eye on. You reward yourself. That's you. That's you, right? Like I'm always such an advocate of like if if that's what's fulfilling for you, you do it, right? It. But for me, like personally, I'm just like man. It, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, what's really gonna fulfill my own cup? Yeah, you know what I mean. So totally left corporate job, left it. Get out of here. Wait. So in the <laughs> process, because you have it published, you have it in your bio. It says that you tried applying for your dental school yeah, exam, and, I didn't get and it. you failed several failed. times. Failed. I mean, it's so failed important. Hard. Right on my face. Boom. Didn't get in. <laughs> didn't get. In. <laughs> so important to really highlight that, right? Even Sarah Blakely. She took the LSAT several times to go into law, and she didn't. She failed the three times. She ended up working for Disney, then selling fax machines, yeah. and then inventing Spanx, yeah. Spanx, and now she's a billionaire. Yeah. And I love bringing that aspect because everyone is so afraid of failing. Oh, everyone is so yeah. afraid of making that mistake, of trying something new. In the process of reinventing yourself, really, what was your mindset around failure? Like, when you failed that, what was the thought process? How did you come out of that? Like, Oh, man. That was a pretty hard one to swallow because yeah. of, it was definitely a milestone that our parents set upon us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of 
thinking back to it, a lot of crying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all cry. I'm a, a crier. Lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of realization that this isn't for me. Like, this isn't what life am I leading if I'm like forcing myself. Exactly. Like, it was really about the intuition thing too. It was kind of like, I'm going against my intuition. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I'm only really doing this for... For someone else. For, for someone yeah. else, whoever at the time it was. And maybe like safety, like that, the feeling of security financially. But it wasn't, I think you just need time to work through it and just admit that you Accept. failed. Accept. Yeah. Well, acceptance. Hey. You just failed. Yeah. And it's something just that, like it. you <laughs> said. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, sucks. It yeah, really it sucks. sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. But how do you get over it? I think... A really hard slap on the face, honestly. Like, just yeah. kind of like, I failed at it. I failed hard. And I didn't get in and accept the fact that it's okay. Yeah. And, and that you don't like that field anyways to be your whole career, right? Yeah. In a sense. So I love what Jamie Kern-Lima, she's an author. She says, rejection is God's protection. Basically like, hey, if that's not what you like. Now, if you like that, hey... Try 20 times. Mm -hmm. That's how Starbucks got, got invented. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't until the 65th loan that he was able to actually open a Starbucks. Yeah. Just like Disney got. Yeah. If you like that, it's all failure is part of the process. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you're trying to fit in, in somewhere that you don't want to fit in anyway. Exactly. That you were. Yeah. And you're like, okay, course correct. This is just not it. Yeah. This is it. This isn't it. This isn't for me. I love it. So you left corporate. It's really hard. That's a really good fact that you were kind of distincting. Like, I was kind of teeter-tarting in between the two. Like, do I keep trying and just say, maybe the puzzle piece fits. Maybe this is the right way. Or maybe it was kind of like, this isn't it. This isn't the way I was supposed to go. And I don't know. I think I finally just listened to my gut and was like, that's it. This is it. I'm closing the door on this chapter. I love like, it. Is, I love it. This is it. I'm moving on. And so I left everything. Corporate, everything. I just was like, this is it. I took a break for a year. I was I an intern it. at a microblading eyebrow tattoo place. I love it. Hey, <laughs> she is amazing. But because it really? had to do with art, I still aspire to be a tattoo artist. It's just I'm very insecure about putting something permanent onto people's bodies. <laughs> but that's why I, took I that, get it. I took that internship <laughs> because I wanted to be in it to see if I really liked it. And I do like actually the art of tattooing and art and art on our skin. You have a big tattoo, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. But it was kind of matched a little bit of the medical stuff because it was like you have to keep everything sterile. <laughs> be careful and be careful hygiene, yeah. yeah and all that wonderful stuff it's just I really enjoyed it and it was far enough away from what I was doing but still kind of close where I, I enjoyed it and yeah I love them spent a, a year I saved some money and I was like okay let's let's just take a break and figure out what I really want to do with my own life where do I want to go I had taken my yoga teacher training before the break before the break like right, right at the end of me quitting everything i take my yoga teacher training what led you to yoga like well i had always done yoga like uh, since the end of college it's a little blurry to be honest somewhere around college <laughs> i was always into some kind of physical activity was it playing basketball or yoga or i don't know weightlifting whatever it was i was just always really into physical activity i was really liking all those things just honestly kind of finding my way there too like what physical activity kind of caters yeah. to me. And yoga always kind of stuck, like, in the background. It wasn't always the majority thing that I would always do, but it would be like, okay, once in a while, I'd be like, okay, I need to take a yoga class. I need to decompress. I need to de-stress. I need to kind of stretch it out, breathe, and get back into my own body. Rather, like, because we spend a lot of time here in our heads. Oh, my God, yes. And whenever I practice yoga, I turn off my mind, and I just let the teacher guide me so I don't have to think about the next pose or what I'm doing and I can really attune to oh my shoulders hurt today oh shit like it's been a while since I've looked at my hips my hips feel tight from I don't know standing all day or something so yoga has always been there and when I took my yoga teacher training 2017 of March wow wow a long time ago it was kind of the push that was like Towards the end of that was the confidence built to quit. 
Because it's really hard to quit a high-paying job. <laughs> it is hard. I mean, it requires a lot of courage, a lot of... I love that you experimented, right? Mm -hmm. In order to know that yoga was a thing that really... Always you, you ended up going back to yoga, mm -hmm. right? And you tried mm -hmm. every kind of activities, physical stuff. And I think clarity is a byproduct of experimentation, of taking action, experimenting what feels right mm -hmm. and knowing that way. And it's a lifelong journey, like I always say. Yeah, and it's forever changing, it's too. It's forever changing. So you think yeah. you figured yourself out, and then, like, 10 seconds later, you're you like, may evolve again. <laughs> yeah, it's ever-changing. Yeah, so finally quit, took my yoga teacher training, and met Bobby, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> They're the cutest couple ever. We were very platonic at first. We were just friends. We were just talking casually. You know how, like, you and I talk on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> Oh, what are you up to? Da, 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 da. Very platonic. Nothing crazy. It wasn't until the like summertime, fall semester, like fall of 2017, we started like summer of 2017. <laughs> we started talking. I know. <laughs> and then we were hanging out and he's been a yoga teacher since he was 23. I was following... Bobby for a long time, yeah. like years and years ago. Wait, I had what? him in Instagram. Oh. Yeah, because there was a time that I was doing more yoga, and then the people I was following, they were sharing things from his Instagram, and then I started following him. Oh. Like a long time ago. I know, crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. Well, how the world makes a little sense. I know, and then <laughs> Cody started going to Loveland Yoga, uh -huh. and I didn't know Bobby, I didn't know you, of course, and that's how everything interconnected. Yeah, it's weird, huh? Oh, I didn't know you joined because of Cody. Yes. He was the one who started first. What? Girl. What? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So, it's come for full circle. Full circle. <laughs> I met Bobby. We hung out as friends first. This is recording, Kind of. Right? I mean, that, that phrase is kind of friends first. Friends kind of friends first. I'm just so foggy on my friends memory. Friends with benefits. <laughs> My memory escapes me. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I quit my job. And then that's when we're at the yoga studio that he was working with. He used to work at Yoga One for those who, who followed the Yoga One path. They had sold to Yoga Works and changed hands of ownership. And it just wasn't the same anymore. It just felt different. Yeah. And he quit that job and we decided to open Loveland. It was that was it, that and that was, was 20, 2019. Wow, yeah, 2019. amazing! We started planning, we, we drove around Houston. First, it was kind of just a dream, we would just drive around aimlessly, like, oh, this would be a good spot to open a yoga studio. Wow, <laughs> oh, it starts there, right? Yeah, we were like, oh, no, we this corner needs a yoga studio. <laughs> <laughs> There's no yoga studios around here, and then we started talking about it more, kind of manifesting it to our family and friends. Like, I think this is what we're kind of wanting to do. I'm not really sure. Bobby was like, yeah, we should do it. We should put our foot down. And I was a little hesitant because the business I had started before, I, I just didn't, I wasn't happy with the path of it, the way it was going. And that business closed. So I was like, ooh. And that was another failure that I had yeah. to really swallow hard because I was like, This is my pride and joy. I really wanted to see it grow. And then it just went into a really dark place really fast. The the old place. Yeah, the old one. And then swallowing it, my pride saying, man, this is a failure. I can't. It's a failure for me, a failure for everyone who's working at the company. That was a door that I had to close and accept failure too. I think that was a lot harder to accept Versus not getting into dental school because I had started that from the ground up. Yeah, what's your baby? It's and like, it was yeah. yeah, it was my baby. And I had, I don't know how to run a yoga business at the time. <laughs> I was like, I know how to run a business. Exactly, that's <laughs> all you need. <laughs> I don't know how to run a yoga business. Yeah, I was like, when do you do sales? <laughs> so Bobby was like, I've got us. Let's take this journey. Let's take the leap. And we seriously, we got a real estate agent. We. We were looking sincerely around. We had money for the down payment and all that fun stuff. We had a concept slowly kind of in place. And Bobby like wrote this in-depth business plan because we had no business. Ex well, I had some business experience, but I didn't have a business plan yeah. ever written. So we had nothing to really show. And you can't show people who are giving you a chance 
nothing. Or, yeah. and or, this was to a real estate agent. Yeah, or, or, okay. no, to like landlords. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. For you to rent space, you need to have business this, space. You need business experience. Oh. <laughs> really, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, that part I don't know because, of course, I don't have a renting place. Or that's interesting. Yeah, so if you yeah. rent, like if you ever see a strip center, like here in Chi Space, or yeah, whatnot, you have to show that you have business experience. Like wow. you have to yeah, show your sense. your trail of business. And how do you show that when you have? No business experience. Girl, that's part of entrepreneurship. You're making things up as you go. Well, Bobby had this experience, so he wrote this amazing in-depth business plan, like to the T. And I remember I was like, I haven't worked this hard since college. <laughs> You're like, I hope they don't interview me about this plan. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. I was just looking at the business plan, all the financials, and I was like, whoa, my God. My mind was blown how in-depth well thought out, well written the business plan was. I was like, I can't believe he wrote this. This is amazing. <laughs> and my eyes just kind of lit up. I was like, oh yeah, I'm marrying this guy. This is it. This is the one. <laughs> that was the moment. <laughs> um, and so we, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and so we, we submitted our business plan. It gets approved by the skin of our teeth. Like, really? Like, yeah, because nobody was giving us a chance. Yeah, yeah. At the time, like we were at the peak of, we're climbing up before the pandemic hit. So everything was kind of climbing up to expensiveness. Nobody was giving us a chance. It How was, many no's did you get before the yes? I think we had four legitimate no's. Yeah. I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah. We, sometimes we would reach out and the no immediately would just be the... Silence. The silence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl, yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I know yeah. how the Silence <laughs> or, or the price. And I'm like... Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, because if you think you're high risk, I imagine that they're going to ramp up the price. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. That's a... Whoa. Whoa. Ooh, yeah, who can afford that? Ooh. Yeah, and I love that because entrepreneurship, there are many no's you receive. I mm -hmm. mean, even day to day. So I think that's important to highlight too. You yeah. got several no's until that yes. Yeah, sometimes we said no too because it would yeah. be like, oh, this vibe feels weird. Like, or it felt like the <laughs> landlord was like, like a little leechy. Like, oh, you have to pay rent, and then you have to pay this, and then you yeah, pay yeah, this yeah. on top of that, and then you pay property, and then you pay this. It keeps growing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that feels a little like. Yeah, not the right fit. Yeah, yeah, like maybe not the right fit. Maybe a little sharky. Like, are you trying to nickel and dime me for every? So sometimes we had to say no too. So it was really hard. We got a lot of no's from them first. The few people who were like okay, this is rent, but then we have to charge a little bit more on this and this. Those were the few no's that were my gut was like, I don't know if that relationship will be good towards the end. That's important. Yeah. yeah. So when we finally settled on a place, the skin of our teeth. Which is this place that you have right now. Yeah, which is this place. Which is the it. best location ever. Yeah. By the way, you need <laughs> to visit. 34th and Ella. You need to visit Loveland Yoga. You visit Loveland on 34th and Ella. It's right at the corner, right there. You're again. The, the energy, I mean, really, it's a really nice place. And it's just so central to everything in the Oak Forest area. So I think it's, it was the right place. It was I the think. right place, yeah. right time. We submitted everything. We started building. We opened our doors October 2019. 19. I was going to say 22nd or 21st or something like that. I forgot the exact <laughs> date. It was relatively around our birthdays. So I was born October 18th. Robbie, uh, Bobby's born October 19th. We opened our doors kind of around our birthday. Oh, sorry. We got married before Loveland opened. We got married in September of 2019, right before Loveland opened. And Loveland opened and we opened for four months. We had our grand opening in December, December, yeah, December, January, February, March. And then in March, we closed. And then COVID hit. COVID I mean, hit. Isn't that crazy? We closed our doors. We turned the key. So loud, yeah. We taught online classes. It was the hardest, next to opening the business, <laughs> it was one of the hardest three months, like, we've ever endured. Like, mentally, physically, everything, because... Uh you yeah. can't exercise like we're doing yoga classes in our we lived in an apartment complex yeah we're doing yoga on our balcony teaching yoga classes in our living room <laughs> 
You don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, no all idea. of these things. I mean, were you still paying rent in that place the, or they, they waived it? They deferred it. They didn't okay, waive cool. it. They deferred it so you would pay it next year, which kind yeah. of kind of sucks too because now I'm paying kind of like double rent. Double, yeah, oh yeah, God. which is the same thing. And then you don't, yeah, it, lots of uncertainty. I, I mean, lots I of cannot imagine. Because yeah. you don't bounce back from COVID in one year. Yeah, yeah, we were still course, feeling it yeah. in 2020. Yeah, total. Um, so we closed for COVID three months or and my memory is a little bit foggy because it's it's okay we don't know so what we nobody, leave you nobody knows what happened during what COVID. We leave you. nobody remembers what happened during COVID. real talk like do you remember the three months Girl, what happened during covid you i was in hawaii COVID? when covid hit and i was still in my corporate job and oh i had just met cody so we were like dating oh yeah you were <laughs> but i have some memory <laughs> Did you bring him to Hawaii? Yes, I was oh, taking. So those are the memories. <laughs> I was taking one of my oh, trainings. Hawaii. No. Girl, this was like <laughs> 10 hours in a training room learning about spirituality. And he came. So that's when I knew, like you knew. Yeah, he did. He was the right person. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were learning hula. You never need lessons on how to find the one. <laughs> Yenet, right here. Ask well, I have I have a track record. Of <laughs> I've had many partners, so that's how we figure out that Cody was the right one. Oh, yeah. okay. Take Girl, a little you gotta experiment in that area. Kiss too. a lot of frogs. Is that you're telling me? <laughs> I kiss a lot of frogs. You gotta experiment in every area of life to know what's right. That's fair. I'll take it. That's I fair. know. That's fair. Okay, so COVID, the love. <laughs> you don't want to talk about. I'm getting red now. <laughs> You're getting read about your love life? What yeah. happened in Hawaii? What happened in Hawaii? What did, well, we were freaking out because COVID oh, hit. And, and Hawaii was so... It was I thought very you were going to say icy. something else. You guys were freaking. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You're killing me. Girl. Okay, let me refocus okay, here. let's refocus. Let's recenter. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it was a really hard time for love life. <laughs> But not for Yenin. <laughs> I mean, for me, I remember everything. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was a, a tough time. No one knew what's going on. We thought it was like three months. We said we by it was August. two weeks. We <laughs> two thought it would weeks. be two weeks. Real talk. And then it was like nonstop. We yeah. thought we were going to be closed for two weeks. We closed for a month. We closed for, <laughs> I don't, I don't really honestly remember. Yeah. I think we closed for like a month or a month and a half or two. I don't remember. All I remember is that when we opened... Our doors are opened and like just like five people showed up. <laughs> yeah. Because it was still like wear of your course, mask. Everyone was disinfect wary, yeah. everything. Like and it's, you, it's a you, big deal. It's 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 and I understand yeah, that because yeah. we didn't want to pe- like push people to be out of their comfort zone because COVID was a well, huge, we don't you don't know either. We, nobody we knew didn't what know. was gonna yeah, happen. Exactly, yeah. So we try to cater as much as possible to disinfecting the blocks using medical grade we bought a medical grade cleaning machine we still use it it's called the clark i think i've seen it yeah and we clark the floor and we disinfect the floor we disinfect the blocks we disinfect we bought an ozonator that like converts h2oo into h2o and like changes the molecules of the air or something like that where it's a little bit more safe to breathe in the air we were trying to take every precaution to make people feel safe but we also had to keep the doors open. Like there was no way that we could yeah. continue to teach online classes and and make it. Of course. And you were pregnant? Well, oh yeah, and then girl, I was pregnant. You were pregnant. We too? made a baby. We made Rocky. You made a baby. I remember that. <laughs> I'm glad you do, my friend. So I mean, you were pregnant. I mean, I feel that was a big milestone too, right? Yeah, it was um, running a business, being married. Having a baby. Having a baby. We were, Robbie was born of December 2020. December 2020. Wow. 2020. Wow. Or 2021. I think 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2021. I don't know. I'm like, Anabi, I think, I don't know. Honestly, no, no, you're I don't know. right. It's 2020. 2020. Like, one year after the studio, they what? ran opening of the studio. Yes. And then we, we had Robbie. And so you immediately? Yeah. I mean, it was the pandemic. We were like, <laughs> we were you like, were born. We were born. <laughs> we were, we're done with the class for the day. And we were like, Oh my god. My son, if later. These are the clips I'm gonna put in in social media. Don't put that in. (laughs) And I'm sorry, Robbie, in 18 whatever years you watch this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, okay, (laughs) you had a baby. We 
they had a baby. You were like motherhood. I mean, how, and this is one of the big questions I have for you, right? How was integrating motherhood, being a wife, being a business owner? I mean, man, man, because man. as I think of having kids, right? I'm always like, man, I'm building this business. And then, like, how do you do it? Give me some tips. I definitely need some coffee. 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 <laughs> coffee. But you cannot drink too much coffee if you're also, breastfeeding. I mean, if you're true. pregnant, to- no, because that was the... When- wait a second. Wait a second. No, I got it. Mis- <laughs> okay. No, okay. I got it miscarriage, yes. remember? Yes. But the thing I remember is that I couldn't drink my amount of coffee and that was one of the (laughs) most painful things for me i drink coffee my mom says that my mom is like in cuba no one said that we couldn't drink coffee i I drank a lot of coffee when you when i was great but for real you came out great thank you you think (laughs) your mom was right you should just drink coffee i'm just kidding don't take any medical advice from me i have no idea (laughs) i personally just drink coffee yeah 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 and but the pregnancy went well, motherhood, business. I mean, how did and you you have Bobby helps you a lot with the baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We we alternate. He cooks too. He, he cooks. He bakes cooks. bread. He bakes bread. <laughs> I remember. He, bakes, he still, still breaks bread. We made pizza last night. But yes, man, he's just a, an entrepreneur and other everything. <laughs> I want him to open a bakery. I really do. I know. He does. I've looked at the Instagram stories. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. I want him to open like an artisan baking thing. But to go back to your original question of like, how do you balance motherhood, entrepreneurship, and running a business? Being a wife. Being a wife. Honestly, it's hard because I feel like when you focus on one thing, the other things kind of suffer. Yeah. 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 yeah bit, of course. Right. So like when I'm stressed out about work or something happens at, at, at the business or whatnot, I kind of, I'm not the best wife, honestly, because like... I mean, I can relate to that. I'm sure Cody will attest to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty crappy wife, honestly. And, I'm just, and sometimes, not all the time. I recognize it and I'm like, oh crap, I really need to like let go of the attitude because I don't really have anyone to like let it out to. And so... I'm, you can call me anytime. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We are recording this. I can't be mean to you, though. <laughs> yeah, don't be mean. No. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm mean, you know? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. And I, it's, it's Awareness hard. is the first step. Yeah, awareness is the first step. <laughs> and then the balance is like, sometimes it teeter-totters. So then like, maybe I'm a great wife for like the, the month or whatever, or the week. But then like, I lose the attention to the business. Thank God the business, like everyone who is part of the Loveland team is amazing yeah you have amazing, amazing people amazing and you're amazing leaders because you attracted amazing. them amazing everyone is just in uniquely their own beautiful puzzle piece that makes loveland such a fun vibrant wonderful welcoming place to be do you know what yeah, I mean? it's a studio with the most heart oh i thought in your <laughs> website i put that on there kind of cheesy the copyright expert here <laughs> I'm like, I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. But everyone has something unique and beautiful to. And everyone's so, like, damn smart. So much smarter than me. I'm just like, yeah, you do that. And then they always have, like, wonderful suggestions and and things like that where I'm like, yeah, do it. That that sounds, yes. (laughs) And I'm always an advocate of, I've always was raised to be like the cheerleader for the underdogs always no matter even if you're not an underdog or not just just like your biggest cheerleaders so yeah if like a teacher comes up or something like i want to do this or if yana comes up to me hey let's do a goal setting workshop i know we need okay. i did two workshops and she was amazing you're okay. very flexible you're very open <laughs> flexible oh that know. sounds great <laughs> I mean, I think your focus also is on serving the community. And with that in mind, it comes that flexibility and that openness to whatever is best for the community of yoga and yoga. And I love that you touch on, hey, when I focus on one area, the others suffer because sometimes we have such a big expectation and pressure to deliver perfectly in each area. And the reality is that we are human beings. We are also learning. It is impossible to be perfect, show up, empowered and perfect every time you work towards it right mm-hmm. and 
we are still going to mess up. We're human beings. Yeah. You know, so I love that reminder. I've messed up this podcast like 20 times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> hey, one yeah. thing on my podcast is there is no editing, so we'll put everything there. Oh, no. I don't like that. Take out all of this. Take it out. Yeah. I'm sure people are so entertained <laughs> with our conversation. Okay, so motherhood. Now, my last question, because I'm sure... We are close to the hour, of oh, ha- or check. have passed the hour let's already. Check. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, we're, we see. I told you I have a good intuitive yeah, clock. I you. told her she didn't Damn. believe me. Damn, Damn. Girl, you really are. I'm Damn. really good at timing intuitively. I don't know where that comes from, but uh, <laughs> I'm like maybe I should do a digital course on it. No, it's I'm joking. The coffee your mom drank. Is it coffee? Is it the Cuban? <laughs> the Cuban coffee that leaked in from her placenta to your belly into your veins. Exactly, girl. That made me intuitive in that sense. Yeah. Another question is okay. So this business partnership, I've always been intrigued by business partnerships, right? It's you and Bobby, right, oh, operating yeah. this studio, yeah. and. Every time you guys do something, which I think you are very thoughtful about everything, my first question is, was that an abyss or Bobby's ah! idea? <laughs> because I'm like, I want to get inside their brain or their life and understand how do you two balance each other or integrate each other. I mean, in the business side, what are your mm. strengths versus Bobby's strengths or Maybe you both are good at everything. And like, how does that work? Like the marketing versus the copyright. And so that's right. That's a great, wow, that's a great question. So at first, when we first started the business, it was all over the place. We would all like do this and and switch this and do marketing there. And we would both do this. and, And then as years progressed, we started to groove a path of, okay, then I take care of all the marketing. You do? Yeah, Yeah. so I'll do the Instagram ads. I'll update the web, like build the website. The billboard in the street, like what you guys had, you know, like next to Loveland Yoga, there are sometimes letters there. Yeah, uh-huh. Everything that's That's you. I'm like, that's genius. (laughs) Who was that, Bobby or Anna? (laughs) (laughs) And then he does all like the analytical things. Yeah, I love them. He does all the finances. He makes, well, we also have help with finances too. But before, Bobby's doing all the, Paperwork and finances and whatnot. The hiring. The hiring. That's kind of both of us, too. I love them. We both kind of gauge. We're both there on the interviews and whatnot. That one's a little iffy because I feel like we have very similar tactics of hiring. Yeah. We kind of just go with our gut. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the only indicator you need. my gut feel here? (laughs) Not the best business advice. But even like <laughs> even Sarah Blakely, sorry, I she keeps coming up. So Sarah she's a, Blake, a beautiful she, entrepreneur. Who's she's a, a name badass. For yeah, yeah. And she said, "Hey, I started my business, and all my colleagues were like, where is your business plan?'" And she was like, "Hey, I just talk to the universe and I show up.' I mean, she didn't even have a business. I'm not saying do not have one, but so many things evolve as you show up. Like there are so many uncertainties in the past that." Mm-hmm. I've done a business plan. It's there in my computer somewhere. For what? But I, for like my coaching business. Oh. It was part of one of the coaching certifications I got. But to be completely honest with you, I haven't looked at that <laughs> in a long time. So it's nothing that I live by, to be honest. Right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So now we know who does what. Um, it's a little bit yeah. more defined on who's who's taking care of what business and whatnot. And then also we communicate with each other. Like, oh, have you yeah. have you seen this email? Like, are you going to take care of this? Who's taking care of that? And then we kind of delegate for that. And I'm sure you and Cody do the same thing with your coaching business because I was trying to pick his brain the other day. I was like, "This, do you talk to Yannick about her business? And he was like, yes. I know. Yes, I'm like, yes. every time I have a decision, I'm like, baby, I'm thinking this. What do you think? Baby, can you review my like this email? Like he's always my sounding board in that sense. Yeah. I mean, he has never been interested in being an entrepreneur. He's more like he's more comfortable on the security side mm-hmm. of corporate. Yeah. But he writes really well and I mean I love just going to him for advice. He helps me a lot. Just yeah. make sounding decisions yeah. just in case. Because like we were saying, sometimes you're so in it 
that you need someone to provide you with a different perspective than the one you're experiencing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. And I just think it's beautiful that we can rely on our significant others. Yes, to I'm very appreciative. Yeah. Slightly outside. They're still kind of in it, to be honest. Yeah, they're in it with <laughs> us. I mean, we are married. We live in the same... Live in the same house and we yeah. talk about it, obviously, but... Bobby is the person who, like, anytime I have any insecurities about yeah. a decision, about anything, about, like, oh, who should, who should we hire or what should we add more classes to the schedule? What's the next big business thing that we're going to do? I always look to him. And it, it's unfortunate that, like, I can't rely on myself just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always been, like, we got this. Like, you're, we're going to make it. This is the solid foundation to, like, you can relax. <laughs> yeah, of Just course. Just and, tr and trust that whatever we're working towards is going to happen. And trust your decision. Just you know that you're a smart woman. And I never thought I was a, a smart woman until I met Bobby. Until he Come on. into my brain. He was like, you are smart. You just got to believe it yourself. And I was like, damn. That's powerful. Damn. That's beautiful. Damn. I love that. I mean, it is so important because we do need a village, right? Like, even though we can do things ourselves, we have blind spots. We have things that we need help with. So I truly believe that we are meant to do it all together in a way, right? Yeah. Finding the right people, not, I mean, not anyone or everyone, but you, you connect with the right people in the journey, just like you and I connect. It was faith. It was faith. It was, faith. It was the universe. It was like shoving us together. Meet, damn it, just meet. I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so, so grateful. Do you have fun? Oh my God. And Abby was like, always, I'm a little I bit always. nervous, which I think it's totally normal. I get nervous when I'm being interviewed for podcasts. And when you're in it, it feels great, right? Yeah. It feels yeah. fun. It feels it's like. And your fun. story needed to be shared more. So I'm just so excited that... So if, if this idiot girl can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> I hear so. If that smart woman can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, I need to change this subconscious mind. Stop, Stop I'll it. I'll talk... Let me go, Bobby. No, I'm joking. Stop it. But yes, something yeah. I'm working on too. Like these little yeah. jokes I pick at myself. <laughs> but I, I love it. And thank you for sharing your inspiring story. It's of course. About leaving a, a comfortable job. It's just... A very comfortable job that I was doing great at and still pursuing something, a bigger aspiration, mm -hmm. right? Letting mm -hmm. go of that security blanket. But I'm so happy we got to connect, to share your story with our listeners. Many people will be inspired in many ways because we, so. touch, <laughs> we touch on so many points. And it was such a fun interview, Thank which I'm loving this energy of like Aww. the playfulness and childlike fun. That's what well, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. I I love you so much. I love you. I love your energy and your light and you your too. awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we did it. Great job. We did it. Thank you everyone for tuning in and follow Anna B on Instagram. Share all your info. Instagram. Oh, okay. So I've got Instagram. Let's let's shout out to Loveland Yoga first. So Loveland yes. Yoga at Loveland Yoga, lovelandyoga.com, all that fun stuff. Personal email i'm not email personal ig is anavi a n n a v y dot phelan p h e l a n and i'll put it on the show notes so <laughs> um, it has all like my personal life things where i usually just shoot things of my son she has a no. YouTube video. She has so many things. You need to follow her because... We're, we're starting a YouTube. I got that from you, girl. I was like, ooh, we need to hit, that's hit on so that YouTube. That's so sweet. The girl, we, we inspire girl. each other here, I clearly. I need to get on that YouTube. <laughs> follow her on YouTube, on Instagram, everything. Follow you need me it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you need us in your life. You need us in your life because why not? Why not, why right? Why not? You're not doing anything anyway. We shine bright. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Love you. Mwah. Bye. Love you all. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.